The Healthy Golf Podcast, Episode 31 with Casey Cox. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. And today I'm excited to bring you a PGA professional who is also into the world of biomechanics, uh, Casey Cox. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be with you. Awesome. Casey and I met recently. Casey is a teaching professional out of uh, the Woodlands, which is located in uh, Falmouth, Maine. And then he also owns uh, Sports Science Solutions. And I'll let him tell you uh, more about that because obviously he knows a lot more about it than I do. But uh, why don't you just go ahead, uh, give us a little brief background about you, how you kind of got into golf and uh, uh, biomechanics, really. Yeah, for sure. So um, my, my mother forced me to start playing golf when I was 14 because I played hockey every day of my life. And uh, one summer she said, you need something to do other than play hockey. And so they got me a membership at a local golf course. She started dropping me off on her way to work and picking me up on her way home. And uh, and that's how golf started for me. So I just started tinkering around and playing with it and uh, and always always loved the game and, and really enjoyed it from about 14 years old on. And then when I was done playing hockey in college, um, I turned pro in golf and started teaching and, and getting into that world and uh, moved down to Florida in 2014 and and really got deep into the world of teaching down there. Uh, met some, you know, some of my mentors down there and really started to explore the world of biomechanics and 3D analysis and just completely uh, jumped off the ship from that standpoint. So awesome. And then when did you come back to Maine? So I came back to Maine in 2018. Um, started my company then, Sports Science Solutions, um, and we're really just focusing on, um, you know, we've got an arm of the company that is focused on research. And then, you know, the main mission of the company is really to bring this next level of sports science uh, to the younger generations and to expose them to all of the state-of-the-art training protocols and things that can help keep them healthier and make them better athletes. Awesome. And then the athletes that you work with through Sports Science Solutions, I know is obviously golfers and, and hockey players, but uh, sure. anyone else or groups that you work with? I, uh, I mean, we're now I'm pretty much seeing everybody. Um, you know, I've got everybody from ballerinas and swimmers and gymnasts, tennis players. Um, obviously, you know, golf and hockey are my are my specific backgrounds where everything started. But, you know, in the world of movement, as you know, uh, so many of these things are linked. And, um, you know, you can really even though I don't know much about some of these other sports or disciplines, you know, when you learn enough about movement, you can really have a positive effect regardless. Yeah, for sure. Um, just like you said, I mean, everything is is connected some way or another. And then once you understand more of biomechanics for the most part and a little bit of uh, whatever the sport is, you should be able to link the two together. Um, even if you, I'm assuming you've never done ballet or anything along those lines. So, um, but I'm sure you're helping those, those people that are uh, ballerinas. Yeah, actually, I, it's funny. The, uh, you know, I do a lot of 3D motion analysis and we do a lot of work, you know, in that in that front and then uh, i would say the the most accurate or precise athletes i've ever seen were probably ballerinas or runway models um for you know maybe it's the the just the precision of what they do but for whatever reason their biomechanics are 
really good and extremely accurate. Their ability to repeat motion is really unprecedented. So it's kind of interesting. Of all the different things I've looked at, I you know I would say that's that's one of my observations. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I had um, one of my first students as a physical therapist. She was a ballet dancer and was just like super in tune to her mm -hmm. body and just like everything that she did, um, especially when ex watching her explain things to patients. It was yeah. so in tune. And when she would demonstrate stuff, I'm like, man, that is like to the point. I think they even used her. One of her like professors used uh, wrote a textbook and then used her as the model to like demonstrate positions and stuff like that. Cause she could yeah. obviously hold it and, you know, do what they wanted. <laughs> um, yeah. So you um, are TPI certified. Was that one of the things that kind of helped launch you into more of biomechanics and looking at through at least the golf swing through a lens of, you know, how the body affects uh, the golf swing and maybe just other things in general in, in terms of sport? For sure. TPI was really a launching point, I would say, for me. Um, I found TPI because I had really gotten into the world of fitting and I was really obsessed with impact and physics and that sort of thing. And um, my big cognitive dissonance was how do you change, you know, all of these numbers? Like, how do you actually affect changing ball flight mechanics and those sorts of things? And I found out that biomechanics was the easiest way to do that. Um, and you know, when I met Lance Gill and some of the guys at TPI and um, ended up going out to a seminar. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it that I vividly remember those two days completely changing my mindset. Um, and from that point on, it's just been a nonstop freight train in the in the world of biomechanics and, and learning and and trying to figure out what's going on with all these different sports and movement patterns. And yeah, it's uh, there's no doubt TPI had a big part in um, in certainly helping solidify, you know, my mindset and wanting to go in this direction. And, um, yeah, they've done an incredible job bringing, uh, this message out to the world. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree. And obviously I'm biased, um, on, from my perspective. Um, but I would definitely agree that they've changed a lot of things. And I think it's definitely helpful, at least in terms of to, to illuminate something for golfers and other athletes that, you know, your body also affects how you swing and can, uh, help you change your swing and, and help you achieve different things that you're trying to achieve. Not always is that the case, um, but it's at least a component to what maybe you should be looking at to, to improve your game or, or whatever you want to get better at. But when it comes to um, other things, we had a time to chat and I got to watch you uh, work with a student, but how has TPI kind of changed what you do with your students during lessons and teaching. And then I also know that you've been delving more into PRI, which is Postural Restoration Institute, which has a whole theory of how the body works and moves. And that's like easily 10 podcast episodes, which we won't get too deep into the woods <laughs> right. um, with that. But how how has how have those two things kind of changed what you do in lessons with with your students and with people that you're teaching? Yeah, so, you know, and, and I'm not, you know, I would say I'm not certified by any medical boards or anything like that, right? I'm not a doctor. I, I don't, I don't try to prescribe medical advice. I would say, you know, TPI and PRI to me are lenses by which I'm able to understand more of the world that you come from, right? More of the physical therapy background and really just gain an appreciation as a coach for what the body is doing 
and how that affects whatever I'm asking a student to do, you know, and for a long time to me, you know, having students come to me and getting a little bit better, you know, they were happy, but I wasn't. I always felt that, you know, there was, there should be another level of progress for these students. And, you know, I always wanted to be able to help them reach that level. And so for me, understanding how the body works and certainly TPI's theories and PRI and, and all of these different theories on how the body works simply help me to understand a little bit more of that background. And then I can make more educated decisions as a coach. Um, so, you know, that's where I think, you know, those backgrounds and those educations are important so that you can just appreciate, you know, things that maybe I'm not quite as uh, versed in from a technical standpoint. And how has um, learning those things, and I know you work with um, some other trainers and physical therapists in the local area and even abroad, I'm sure, um, yeah. throughout the country, how has being able to obviously learn some of that and help create that teamwork kind of chemistry when you're, you know, working with a mutual client? Well, I can say for the client, it's been really beneficial. Um, you know, as you know, the the best possible scenario for any student is, you know, being coached by multiple people who have expertise in different avenues. You know, I, I have a very specific thing that I may want to see out of a golfer and you may have a different opinion on that function based on what that golfer's abilities to move are. And you have to find harmony between these things, because if I'm asking somebody to do something that they're not physically capable of doing, that's not going to end well. Right. They're either going to hurt themselves or they're not going to be able to do it. And so that's not good for anybody. And so I, I really believe you know, the whole concept of TPI um, is getting these different industries to communicate with each other and speak the same language. And if the golf coach can talk to the fitness person and the fitness person can talk to the medical person and everybody's speaking the same language, then that client is the one that's going to benefit from that. And everybody wins, right? So I think that's the, that's the goldmine. That's what everybody should be seeking out. And for students who are doing that and seeing myself and seeing you know, our trainers and the physical therapists that we work with, that's all, you know, that's all part of an equation that helps people get better just in general. Yeah. I think, um, obviously professionals have been doing this for some time. They've obviously surrounded themselves with a team. I mean, sure. every, every one of them has a swing coach. They may have multiple coaches for, you know, their, their actual swing, their short game, their putting, whatever. And yeah. then, you know, they have a medical team around them as well. And hopefully, people are starting to see that this is what's going to be best for, for them, especially if they're going to be, you know, taking golf performance seriously and want to, want to improve their game, that it's not just the swing coach that's going to get you there. It's going to be a, a group approach that hopefully most people will buy into for the most part. And like you said, if it's, if it's working well between all of those team members, everyone benefits. And most, most importantly, the client benefits the most out of all of that. Absolutely. And that was what we founded my business, you know, sports science solutions on, right? We're trying to take this approach, this team approach where we have these multiple disciplines all contributing to the same program and designing programs for kids that make sense through all of these different disciplines. 
um, and looking at development, not just through a skills perspective or not just through a physical perspective, but mentally as well and nutritionally. And, you know, we really try to take into consideration all these different factors and we let the different professionals in our industry contribute to that message. And at the end of the day, it's it's the athletes that win. And so, yeah, we do understand this works at the professional level. We've done it at the professional level. We've proven it there. You know, colleges are all engaging with this process. And for us, the whole point of the business was taking all this to the youth sports now, right? Letting kids engage with this so that at five, six, seven years old, when kids start, you know, playing organized sports, they're able to start engaging with this process immediately because that's really what's going to help the next generation of athletes be healthier um, and help them, you know, improve, you know, the spectrum of sports. It's what we want. Right. And I think it starts, you know, it's crazy to say like working with a five or six year old in terms of biomechanics and like in terms of fitness and all that stuff, I mean, you know, let them be a kid and just play and make sure that they hit certain, uh, milestones when it comes to, you know, being able to do different things, of course. Um, but as you, I'm sure you're, you're well-versed in this, um, being a hockey player yourself and working with all these hockey players. Like I know one thing, um, coming from like my medical background that like, uh, there's a lot more hip issues that we're seeing pop up FAI, which is femoral right. acetabular impingement, um, which, you know, is still relatively new in terms of research and how to treat it and deal with it. Um, and I think mainly that's because we weren't having such this, you know, single sport specification um, for the most part, plus sports continue to boom and, um, kids are specializing earlier than probably they should be. And people are just playing one sport more often. And, you know, these, uh, things are coming out more and more, and I'm sure there's lots of other reasons as to why we're finding out about these different conditions more and more, but, you know, give us your perspective on, you know, trying to tackle that obviously from like a biomechanics standpoint, sort of, but like, um, you know, starting the importance of starting young, right. Because, um, trying to find those things that maybe we could prevent or at least reduce the risk for someone to develop, uh, FAI or, or hip issues when they're, you know, 18, 20 some years old and, you know, limits their career to play a sport that they love. Yeah, I mean, I we could go forever on this. Um, this is my, this is my uh, my battle cry. Um, you know, I can't get parents to understand this enough. You know, the, you're, we're dealing with a very very bad set of circumstances here. We have sports specialization, that whole world, and you can debate on whether you think it's right or wrong. It's a reality. It's happening. It continues to happen. It's going to continue to happen. Um, and that has its own set of issues that we as professionals need to deal with from a physical standpoint of preparing these kids for that. Um, if you compound that issue, that would be enough alone. But when you compound this issue with the fact that kids are now engaged in a technological world, they're not outside playing the way even I was, right? Um, we come from a very unique generation because we grew up without technology. And then in our adult lives, we're introduced to the technological world. So um we've seen both sides of the coin and now having kids of my own there is a very clear difference between their playing patterns and what we used to do um i mean i you know we used to go out at sunrise and you better be home by dinner and and you were outside playing and running around moving um climbing trees just everything right and and what went along with that was this building of you know what we call athleticism right which is just an organized coordination of the body how the brain speaks to the body 
Um, and that doesn't happen now. That is extremely rare. Um, what we're seeing now is the predominance of kids on technology in a sitting world, um, in a very stationary lifestyle. And that is not preparing them for even general activity. Um, so when you compound that environment with the environment of sports specialization, we have a serious problem. Uh, we've got kids exhibiting issues at 14, 15, 16 years old that are coming into the Institute that we were seeing in 35 year old athletes as they were breaking down. The kids are literally breaking down before they even get started. Um, it's, it's awful. It's a huge problem and it needs to be addressed. Yeah. And, uh, there's lots of, lots of reasons to it. And like you said, sports special sport specialization is contributing to it, but it's going to continue to happen. I mean, youth sports, sports as a business, let alone a sub niche of youth sports is even a, a bigger business to try to get kids to specialize, go to these tournaments, you know, be seen, get mm -hmm. recruited by college, go pro all these things. And it's going to continue to happen until something breaks, but who knows what that is or what it's going to take. And it just continues to cause problems. So what is kind of your, um, process in terms of like taking an athlete and you can, you can start at any age here. Um, I'm sure yeah. it obviously varies depending sure. upon the person, of course. Um, but you know, what's kind of your process, what's, you know, what do they go through and then kind of what, what's the plan that you develop for them? So we have a series of assessments that go across, across all of our different platforms. So when an athlete comes in, obviously certain athletes will come in and they're here. I need this, right? I have a hip issue. I'm playing college hockey and I need this. And so they'll come in and they'll go directly into a biomechanical analysis. You know, somebody may come in and say, I need a nutritional plan. So there are people that come in and say, I need this specific thing. I want this. And we'll go in that direction immediately. But for most people that come in, what's going to happen is they're going to go through assessments across all the different pillars. Right. So they'll have a physical assessment. They'll have a mental assessment, a nutritional assessment. Um, and we'll take them through assessments with all the different professionals. And then everybody gets on the same page. So once we have the baseline information for an athlete, we connect where they are to whatever the goal is at hand. Um, is this a 12 year old athlete who wants to try to play college hockey? Is this a 16 year old athlete who wants to try to go to the Olympics? Is this a 10 year old who wants to play in high school? Like we need to understand what the parameters are that we're working with. And then we put them on the right track for whatever they're trying to do. Um, you know, we can prescribe um, advice and sort of life training for these kids at very early ages and give them an education in all the different disciplines, whether it be mental well-being, again, nutrition, or if they're working with myself or one of our PRI experts um, on physical movement. So. Again, all of those things would be components depending on where kids' deficiencies lie when they come in. Obviously, they would receive special attention for that. Um, and so we've got an online platform that sort of, you know, once the kids come in and they're, you know, they're tested and everything, all of their information goes online. And then they start on this online platform that sort of walks them through the process. And for as long as they go through the process, they'll continue to get content and it just keeps kind of walking them through all the different disciplines. Awesome. So who... Obviously, you have some medical people. I know a PT, but um, who else do you have that does sort of the mental side, like nutrition? Do you have like a nutritionist or a dietitian on staff or a sports psychologist? Yeah. So we, um, so one of our co-founders, Rob Day, um, who is a longtime coach, mental specialist, um, he he handles a lot of that. 
from a mental standpoint. Um, we partnered with a company called Vitabot, who actually does a lot of the nutrition programs for the NASA. Uh, so um, they they actually designed a, uh, a specialized nutrition program for us uh, that's integrated with our program. So kids go in, uh, we type in you know all the pertinent information. Uh, we use an in-body scale. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll put them on, it's a, it's an extremely advanced scale, basically that a lot of sports and college teams use, um, so kids hop on this scale, it uses electromagnetic waves to measure all the body composition. We get like 87 different data points on, you know, what the body composition physically is, where their muscle mass is, how hydrated their muscles are, all this different stuff. And then all that data gets input into their nutrition plan. So again, based on their age, based on how active they are, all of these different factors play in, they'll get a nutritional plan. So on a daily basis, they'll hop on the app and, you know, it has a library of foods that they can choose from. It, it has their daily plan in terms of meals and they can substitute out foods and it sort of adjusts itself so that they're able to start to understand, you know, macro micronutrients and just get them into, again, a really an education process so that they can learn to take ownership of themselves because um, a lot of the things that we're teaching, yeah, we're working with athletes, but we're really trying to create an education for their life. Um, because again, as much as, you know, we have a sports specialization issue, we also have a cultural issue where people just aren't learning these things. And so we're trying to use this as a platform to help just educate this next generation a little better. Yeah. It's kind of, first of all, that sounds amazing. Um, at least from a nutrition standpoint, yeah. sure else is just as intense. Um, in a good way, but it's crazy to me when I was in uh, North Carolina, I was working at university of North Carolina healthcare. And basically we would get their state funded nonprofit basically. So we would get people from across the state, even state lines that don't have health insurance basically. And, you know, we would see them. And to me, it's so crazy how you just start to get into these rural areas and what is commonplace to me or for most people in terms of knowledge, or anything along those lines, they have absolutely no idea in terms of like even the basics of what is healthy or what isn't healthy. And sure. I think that's also a huge problem just in the probably the entire country of uh, just looking at health and wellness for most people. And we could probably minimize a ton of uh, these top causes of death, basically, that are all modifiable risk factors, essentially, um, if we just did a little bit better of education. And yeah. it's crazy. You see all this, uh, all these cuts in, in school, basically in terms of PE and other education things that, you know, people need and, you know, yeah. we just don't, um, in terms of like, I'm just kind of curious. I know I saw a little bit, but you guys also put through, um, like when you do your biomechanic, uh, analysis, you put your players in like a, a 3d, um, kind of, system that you can look at and see how things are moving, kind of get a little bit more specific instead of just using, you know, the person's eye basically. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we use a lot of different equipment, um, whether it's ground reaction equipment or 3d capture equipment. Um, and we're really looking for objective information on the body. Um, you know, we don't just blindly start applying technology and hoping that it brings us to some point of wisdom, you know, that's not really what we're using it for. We really try to use it intelligently and apply it in a way that makes sense. Um, so the way I try to explain it to all my students is as advanced as the technology that we develop and use to assess athletes and all the different data that comes from that, as advanced as all of that is, 
the whole goal of all of the use of this is really to be more simple when it comes to educating the, the you know, the customer, the whoever we're working with. And so I want to be as concise and precise with an athlete when it comes to coaching. Um, I believe that data that we get from all of the scientific equipment helps us with that. Obviously, I have a lens. I have an opinion like everybody else on what I like to see. Um, but ultimately, I know that that makes me bias. Um, so I like to look for th- certain things. I like to look at certain things. Um, and that means that I miss things inevitably, right? And we're all human and, and that's the way it is. So to have you know, my lens be backed up by some data, it, it helps me as a coach be more, you know, more precise when it comes to these things. And I know that decisions that I'm making are based on facts and it's based on data. Um, and we're very careful about how we collect that so that, you know, all these things jive. We don't just take one piece of information that we collect and, and run in that direction. We have a lot of pieces of information that we put together. Um, and when you put the pieces together, obviously it generally tells a pretty clear story and, and that, that allows us to go in a direction a little bit more confidently. And I also believe it helps the customers buy in, right? It's not, we're not basing anything off of my opinion anymore or anybody else's opinion. It's all based on, you know, scientific analysis and research and data and, um, you know, and we apply from there. Yeah. And, and as most people probably don't know, research is continuously changing. And um, usually whenever we get research, um, it, it's already like seven to 10 years behind, basically, by the time it goes through the whole the whole process of the study and gets published, all this stuff. But we're already behind on the research that we already have, but just kind of is is the system and the process and it is what it is. Um, Science is slow. Science yes. is not a fast process, so. Very slow. Um, someone had mentioned in here, um, in in this live uh, posting here, someone had mentioned just saying like, I've had poor posture my entire life. I wish someone could have corrected this 30 years ago. I've had other sports related injuries and some that weren't sports related as well. I wonder if my limitations could have been limited with professionals like you guys. It's a different topic, but along the same lines. And I think For you know, sure. just For to that sure. point, I mean, being able to go through even just like um, the movement screen, even if it's like SFMA or FMS, those kinds of systems that mm-hmm. medical and fitness professionals know, you know, taking someone through that and just seeing any sort of dysfunction, quote unquote dysfunction, um, yeah. could potentially lead to problems down the line. Is that always the case? Not not always, right? I mean, it just, just depends, yeah. but some of those things maybe could have been prevented. And then he also had asked, this is probably more for you, obviously, Casey, he says, he's just curious, who are your clients? It sounds like this is something quite elaborate and forgive my lack of knowledge on this topic. Um, so we have, a we our clients are sort of all over the place. We have individual clients who are youth athletes from all over the country. We've got people that'll travel to come see us up here. We've got locations all sort of across New England. Um, And then we deal specifically with some colleges. Um, So we have, you know, specifically in like the Hockey East, if you're familiar with Hockey East at all, um, we work with some schools in that that segment. Um, We've done some research with a couple different NHL teams. um, And then really... Um, aside from that, you're looking at a lot of individuals that that'll come in to, um, to see us. Um, you know, word of mouth is, is pretty big. The youth sports world is, is a small tight knit community. So that's how a lot of people do find us. Um, you know, and so that's, that's kind of how it all comes together. Um, but it's interesting. Yeah. The comment about, um, 
you know, the injuries. And it's amazing to me how many golfers I'll see in their 60s or 70s and we correct posture. We'll have a conversation, a half an hour conversation in our first lesson about establishing better posture in golf. And, and not only does that work for golf, but they come back a week or two later and they're like, wow, you know, my back's feeling so much better. My hips are feeling so much better. And um, I think it's a misnomer to think that at 50 years old, 60, 70, 80 years old, that you can't get better physically. Um, I think it's important to understand that the body does seek patterns. And over time, as we age, those patterns tend to get deeper and more exaggerated. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't come out of those patterns. I see it every day. Again, I teaching a guy how to hit a ball further at 70 years old inevitably means that I'm going to be putting him in a better position and a better posture. And when he starts feeling that in other segments of his life, yeah, your back pain is going to go away and you're going to start to learn some of this stuff. And again, that just goes back to an education process, right? Like understanding how to put the body in a more neutral position helps with sports. Yes, but it helps with life. And when we're talking about a 15 year old, yeah, it's going to increase club head speed. Um, but with that same 15 year old, if we're educating them, that might mean that when they're 40 years old, they're more comfortable playing on the ground with their kids than I am. Right. Like I have serious issues from playing sports growing up because I didn't have good biomechanics. Right. Like I got to the I got to the collegiate level in playing sports, but I got there just through effort and that sort of thing. And then when you start adding weight and force behind these movement patterns that aren't necessarily perfectly optimal, that's when injuries occur. And so that's how my body broke down. And that's how so many athletes bodies break down and people in general, even if you're not an athlete, that's how it happens. So I think this education process is so important and, and it's never too late to learn. Like that's, you know, I can't tell you how many guys I have in their seventies right now that are going through either PRI or just working with me that are seeing profound impacts on their posture and the life. So, you know, I would say don't give up. Like, it's, yeah, it's not that tough. No, it's it's. I would one hundred percent agree. It's always you always have the opportunity or the ability to get better. Um, there are going to be things that are limiting factors again, depending on your situation. And yes, it's a little bit harder to change as you get older, but you can still get better and change things. And um, I think again, going back to this team approach, and one thing that I love about it, and just my take on this is that, yes, I'm trying to help you and help your body get better so you can hit the ball further or get into a certain position that you may want them to get into as a teaching pro. But that only also translates over into real life activities. And like you said, being able to get down on the ground to play with your grandchildren or, you know, go on that trip that you've always wanted to go on because now you can walk further. Like those are all the things that actually matter more than being able to hit the golf ball further. I mean, it's great sure. that you can hit, hit the ball further, but that's just, you're just playing a game, right? I mean, all that other stuff is what really matters. And um, what's the saying? I, it's like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, basically, right? I mean, you might be yeah. paying for this now in terms of money, but um, it's it's an investment. And if you don't invest in it now, it's going to, you're going to pay who knows how much more later down the line. Um, and the yeah. way that healthcare is going, it's probably going to tenfold, basically. <laughs> Prevention, um, prevention, yeah. that difficult. Yeah, it's it's so important. And like you talked about, for all the factors that, you know, just where our society is and where the next generation is coming from, it's there's so many people that need this education right now. So many people. Yes. Um, I will be respectful of your time. I just have a couple of just like fun questions here at the end, Casey. Yeah, um, so first one is what's your what's the best course you've ever played? 
the best golf course I ever played is probably Die Preserve down in Florida. Played a lot of great golf courses down in that Jupiter area. That was I was yeah. living down in that area, but the new one, Die Preserve, that um, that most of the tour players are now playing out of. That's that place is special. So I'm gonna go Die Preserve. Nice, awesome. Uh, second one is you have a risky approach shot to the green. Uh, are you going for it or laying up? Go for it. Go for it. Figured. I'll lay up tomorrow. <laughs> Last one. You're going to go out for a round. Who is in your dream foursome? Dream foursome. Uh, let's go Tiger Woods, my father, and Jack Nicholas. Awesome. Man, you were like the fastest person to answer. <laughs> Usually everyone has to has to wait for a second or two. You're, you knew oh. right away. Yeah. Um, if uh, anyone wants to get in contact with you, ask you some questions about anything you do or wants to work with you, how, what's the best way that someone can do that, Casey? Sure. Um, you know, you can look up our website, um, sportsciencesolutions.us, um, or you can find me directly on email, um, caseycox32 at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, that's, those are the easy ways to get a hold of us. Um, you can email the business to at sportsciencesolutions.gmail. Um, so Awesome. That's it. <laughs> and then uh, any last words of advice or, you know, something else you want to just kind of sum up our, our talk with here? No, I think, I, you know, just going back to the point that, you know, for all of the people that come to us for coaching advice, it's the people that leave that have the positive effects in their real life, whether it be alleviating back pain or just feeling better. That's the real reward. And, and again, I, I know people come and tend to find us for sports, but, you know, it's it's the people that get the most benefit out of out of life that really really makes it worth it so that's that's why we do what we do and um again if we can have this effect and just nudge this next generation in the right direction i think we'll all be in a better place yeah couldn't agree more casey thank you so much for coming on spending your time and just chatting with me anytime all right thank you for listening to another episode of the healthy golf podcast i hope you enjoyed my talk with casey Again, if you want to get in contact with Casey or work with him or have any questions about anything that we talked about or anything else regarding his expertise, all of his contact info is located in the show notes. If you guys and gals are not a part of the Healthy Golf community, go ahead and get in that group. The link to join is in the show notes as well, and it's completely free. Um, like I said before, there are plenty of medical fitness and golf professionals that are in the group. So if you have a question about anything golf related, health related, feel free to drop it in there. Someone will definitely get back to you and help you out. Also, if you weren't aware, I am working with Gary Boys. He has been on episodes 12 and 19 and 20, and we are working together to bring you a team coaching bundle this holiday season and off season so you can be best prepared to play your best golf next season. Um, so even if you are listening to this and you're not a golfer, but you know someone in your life that is, this could be a great holiday gift for them. Um, so please be on the lookout for that. The link to get some more info on that is located in the show notes as well. Um, other than that, um, if you guys haven't subscribed or uh, rated and reviewed the show, I would really appreciate it. It really helps us out. 
but I'm going to go ahead and officially wrap this episode up. As always, I am super appreciative of you guys downloading, listening, and spending the time out of your day to listen to me chat with someone else in the golf world. It means the world to me that you spent your time doing that, and I know that you could be spending it doing something else. So again, as always, thank you so much for doing that. Otherwise, keep working hard, keep striving for excellence in everything that you do, because when you feel great, you golf great.